We are Gathering of the Geeks, podcast and YouTube show built around the things we as geeks all love. Hashtag we gather on Sundays. Thank you for checking out the one about with, or the one with No More Succession, Lasso or Barry, part two. I'm one of your hosts, Emmett, and I'm joined by the Ted Lasso to my coach, Beard, Chris Evans. Chris, how are you? Uh, how are you? Just What'd you drop? Oh, my phone go pop. I'm always scared that I'm just going to spill my water like all over my keyboard and just like sparks are going to come flying out of everything. And I did that once. The end. Yeah. Really? Yeah. We just kept going on though. I never said anything about it. <laughs> just praying that your computer wouldn't shut down after spilling water all over it. If it does, it does. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Gathering of the Geeks is available on YouTube wherever you get your podcast. Just search Gathering of the Geeks and you will find us. What's up to Eric, Phil, Cookie, already on this fine Sunday evening. Zeddy, how is it going? Um, if you're watching a show, Chris, or a movie, do you want it set in the real world or in a fantasy world? So I'm watching... Like so, <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm watching The Intern last night, and you know it's got Robert De Niro and, mm-hmm. and Anne Hathaway. Absolutely outstanding movie. First time I had seen it. But they're talking. They're, there's a scene where they go. They're going to a house to break into it to steal Anne Hathaway's mom's computer, and they're talking about Ocean's Eleven. They're talking about Brad Pitt. They're talking about George Clooney. But it's Robert De Niro in the car. Like, wh- wh- what do you think about that? Where, where do you want your movies and TV shows set? Fantasyland, or, or like if you if you take it to like the the superhero world, DC has Gotham City and, and Metropolis, but Marvel, you know, the New York and and, and real cities. What do you think? I think it depends on the movie. Because as much fun as it would be for like Bruce Wayne to tell Alfred he watched The Hangover. Yeah. While he's <laughs> waiting for the Joker to <laughs> rob a bank. I think I, I think that'd be a golden moment. Him commenting uh-huh. on The Hangover. But I don't need it. I don't know if mm-hmm. I want it. But mm-hmm. when it comes to a movie like the one you mentioned, I haven't, I haven't seen it either. But I like mm-hmm. the idea of the uh the world existing around them I, I think that is cool and it makes it a little bit more immersive especially if you agree with what they're saying about said product sure you know, or something like that so i, I think i like that For, so in, in that sense does does robert de niro exist in that in that universe you ever seen the movie the last action hero yeah of course Okay, so that's kind of where I think things work. <laughs> so it's, instead of Robert De Niro, it's Al Pacino or something? Like, right. Instead of Arnold Schwarzenegger, it's Sylvester Stallone? Exactly. <laughs> right. That's kind of what I think. Like, Santa Woman was probably done with, um, I don't know, Willem Dafoe. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Harvey Keitel, yeah. Yeah, it, it's different. It's gotcha. Same, but different. Same, but different. <laughs> Man, last section hero. Deep cut that one is. The best cut. I actually read something, uh, I think it was today, that Arnold Schwarzenegger was so depressed about it flopping, he was like crying mm-hmm. in his bed afterward. Yeah. And I, I just wanted to like go back in time and say, Arnold, it's okay. I love that movie as a child. <laughs> I love that movie too. And I, I always think about the opening scene where like the, the killers got those kids up on the roof. Blue Ripper. Yeah. Yeah. And like, well, that's pretty, that's pretty edgy stuff. And then like, and th- I have a fear of like home invasion stuff. Like I can I, I have a hard time with home invasion movies. And when that kid's left at home alone, and that guy breaks into his, uh, or the guy like goes by the, I can't remember if he's, if he's at his apartment and his mom's gone to work, and like the guy breaks into the, into yes. the apartment because like the guy goes past the door and then he locks it and 
I, that movie's like it, it freaks me out sometimes. <laughs> well, that movie, <laughs> you know, it's a product of those the, the a bygone era, if you will, because mm-hmm. you know, like in the eighties, the action films were really dark, but yeah. nobody cared. Like, oh, that guy's head just got cut off. This is amazing and funny. At the same <laughs> That's <time>. right. <laughs> and then as we got away from that, the tone was either one or the other. It's either mm-hmm. a very serious action film or it's last action hero. You know, yeah. you know, it, it, it just kind of depends. But I, I think that's one of the things that is so clever about Last Action Hero because the title is accurate. You don't, mm-hmm. we didn't get movies like that anymore after that nope. fact. It's it's a gem. I really do love that movie. And fun fact, Tom Noonan plays the Ripper is also Frankenstein mm-hmm. from The Monster Squad. <laughs> and when I met him at Comic-Con, he was just so lost. Bless him. <laughs> Uh, that's great. But watch, watch Last Action Hero every chance you get because it's awesome. I do like that movie. Jack Slater. I like. I would watch a Jack Slater. Movie. Jack Slater. Yeah, for sure. That's what Arnold should do now. That he's back doing that Foo Bar for Netflix. He should do it like a revival. Bring you know they should do like a more, multiverse more movie with Jack Slater and Turbo Man. <laughs> I'd watch it. Right, now, right, now you're just being ridiculous. Am I? <laughs> I watched Fast X last night. I don't think I am. Oh, sweet Jesus! All right, let's okay. let's get to what uh, let's get to what uh, what we watched and what we read for uh, the last week. Then, Chris, what'd you, what'd you get up to? Uh, so, as far as the watching goes, I was really busy this week. I only got to a couple things. Mm-hmm. Um, when I say a couple things, I just finished Barry and Fast X. That's all I watched. Mm-hmm. I. I wanted to watch other things. Like I've been meaning to get to John Wick, but I just haven't had the time. And then it came down like last night. I was like, okay, I can watch John Wick for, or I can watch Fast X. I'm already tired. Okay, that's fair. John Wick <laughs> Four probably has a story. Fast X <laughs> is what it is. So I went with that. Um, and I I did finish World Tree as far as reading goes. Mm-hmm. So. That was that was very interesting. You want to talk about so, World Tree? Yeah, I want to talk about Fast X for a minute though. Okay. Um, it came out in theaters, uh, and then yep. poof, you know, three weeks. I think it's been three weeks, and it's on streaming or what? It's not. It's not. It's not streaming, but available for no, purchase. Yeah, now, you, could, I think. you could rent it or buy it digitally. Right. So, um, yeah, Fast X. You know, Pillsbury Doughman, friggin' Jason Momoa, crazy stupid action. What would you he, think? He doesn't look that strange in the movie. Something wrong with those trailers, then. The trailers, yeah. I don't know. I guess because you're more focused on him. But in the movie, he's he looks more like Jason Momoa. But it's one of those cases where I don't know what movie Jason Momoa thought he was in. Because he is wildly entertaining. Like he's the best thing in the movie. Him and John Cena are the. That's that's just wild. That's crazy to me that that's a that's a real thing. (laughs) It's it's a very real thing. They are the the best in the movies. In, in, the, in this movie, but Jason Momoa is just like he kind of reminded like like the Joker, but in the weirdest way. Like if you were to take Cesar Romero's Joker and drop him in the Batman, that's what this is. That's, <laughs> He's, that's wow. the best way to explain it. Hmm. He is just off the wall crazy. It's it's really fun though. That hmm. he is anyway. And then something just like cringy, as is mm-hmm. with Fast and Furious. Yes. Um, the plot 
probably could have been handled in a ninety minute in a ninety minute movie, but mm. instead we're gonna have two of these. Or yeah, there's well, we two have more this one after then, this, right? Yeah, yeah, there's gonna be like a bridge between them and then a finale. <laughs> I was excited for the movie and I'm glad I watched yeah. it, but man, these yes. these it's time to go. <laughs> <laughs> time to wrap it up there, Vin. It is time to I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about this one specific scene. I'm not gonna give the context. I don't want to spoil it for anybody who does want to watch it. But I thought we were at a ridiculous point when Vin Diesel smashed a parking garage by stomping. Mm-hmm. In this one, he well, okay, two scenes I want to talk about actually. He shields <laughs> people from a bomb by driving in front of the fire. And yeah, it's not I just like that, yeah. I think it's in the trailer. But the other yeah. thing was he lifts a car. He like flips a car with one arm. Hmm. One arm. He's not the Hulk. Nice. He's not even <laughs> not even Batman, but one arm just flips it. So of course he struggles to do it, but still. <laughs> he grunts a bit. Right. He's struggling with the one arm, but he he flips a Mustang. <laughs> a bead of sweat rolls down his forehead. Yeah. Yeah. Just a small bead. <laughs> Barely any salt in it. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, well, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad you watched it, Chris. I'm glad I watched it. That makes it too. me happy. <laughs> it, it was. Uh, it, it's an experience. Mm-hmm. But see, at this point, just let some dinosaurs run around. Bring a transformer in. Mm-hmm. What do we got to lose? I wonder if that transformers thing is actually going to happen or not. What transformers thing? Well, I think that, I thought I thought they were talking about that like forever ago that they were eventually that that was going to be a thing. There was going to be a crossover. Oh, I thought it was Jurassic Park. Oh, that's right. Yeah, my well, bad. That's right. Park. Yeah, yes. no, I think that was just something they threw in the air. And let's see what people say about it. Why not? Like, why why not at this point? Just like you're spending three hundred million dollars to make these movies. <laughs> like, just just make it as ridiculous as possible. Why yeah, not? but at the same time, like I feel like it would end with Vin Diesel punching a dinosaur and killing it. Well, and I don't know if I want to see that. Just punching blue in the head. <laughs> Not even blue, like a like a big dinosaur. Like I'd imagine something like the Indominus Rex. <laughs> he he does like this thing where he he's like driving, hits a ramp, and as he's passing by, he just hits it in the face with his fist, not the car. <laughs> the Indominus Rex just dies. That'd be my guess. Yeah, that would be something. Well, now you gotta watch John Wick Four now. Then, yeah, now now I will. I've had I've had the fill of ridiculousness. <laughs> uh, he's not the whole key is Groot. Yeah, he's very prideful about that. <laughs> Aquaman versus Peacemaker. Yeah, that is a thing. I actually didn't think about it till afterward, but that is a thing. Everybody showed up in this one, right? Like everyone who's ever been in any Fast and the Furious movie. They showed well, that up in would this be a spoiler. One. Okay, but I, I can say that it has a lot of people in it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean the, the yeah. fast cast is gigantic now, and they keep adding yeah. people. Like this one adds Brie Larson, Alan Richson, right. and Jason Momoa, of course. <laughs> I think there was oh, um, the lady who plays Ratcatcher two is in it, Danielle right. something I can't remember her name, mm-hmm. but she's also in it. Yeah, but uh, Charlize Theron's in this one too. She's back again, I think. I think I saw her in the. Yeah, trailer. they keep recycling characters. Like it's a mm-hmm. giant. It's like bigger than the X Men team at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Fast X. Mm-hmm. Fast X Man. Fast X point two. I guess is the next one. I don't know. <laughs> X point two. X two. I don't know. 
Uh, Zeddy did a rewatch of Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, Fallout, Man of Steel, and Wonder Woman. Was there like a connection with those, or you just wanted to watch them? I was going to say, just uh, got a little DC, little... Uh, I mean, it's a good time, Mission though. Impossible. Yeah, no, nothing wrong with that. Those are four great films, I think. Uh, no, I, we, I won't go into this, yeah. we won't go into the spoilers. I can never distinguish the difference between Rogue Nation and the other one. Um not followed, but the other Ghost one. Protocol. Ghost Protocol. I I can't tell the difference. Jeremy Renner. Well, there I can't remember which one's the building one. Ghost Is Protocol. That Rogue Nation. That's Ghost Protocol. That's Ghost Protocol. Okay. I think it is. <laughs> Those two blend together to me for some reason. Jeremy Jeremy Renner's in one. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, like one's the building, and then the other one is the the water one, where he, the he water holds one. his breath for. Yeah, he has, they, they break into that something so we can steal a something, but it's underwater, and he has to like he holds his breath for like twelve minutes or something. The time Cruise really do that. Yeah, like in the big circle or whatever things keep you going. Oh, around. I vaguely remember this. Yes. Yeah, I can't remember. I think that's the other one, or in the the plane one. I think the plane one's Rogue Nation. That's Fallout, Wait. isn't it? I don't think so. I think Zeddy would know. Zeddy. Well, that's when he jumps out of the plane, but when he's going up in the plane and holding on the side of it, at the very, very start of the movie, I'm pretty sure that's Rogue Nation. I think it's a bad sign when you can't remember what huge stunt is in which film. Well, exactly, like, they the, the stunts are so big, but like they just they just kind of blend together after a while. Um, I like Fallout. Fallout's my my favorite of all of them so far. Um, but I think I, I like it. I like every Mission Impossible movie. I even like the second one. Mm-hmm. The John Woo one, I think it's it's uh, it's kind of fun. It's different though. It's got that overly stylized uh, John Woo style. <laughs> I love it. Well, yeah, and I think the second one feels more like it meant it was meant to be a James Bond film, <laughs> right? <laughs> because he doesn't even have the team in that one. It's just Ethan Hunt versus um, Doug Ray Scott, Doug Ray Scott, almost mm-hmm. Wolverine. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, he was Wolverine until they called him back for reshoots for Mission Impossible Two. He had to drop out, and they scrambled, and they found Hugh Jackman, and the rest is wow. cinematic gold. History was made. Yes. Thanks, Mission Impossible, and Tom Cruise. What's the deal with Mission Impossible screwing reshoots up, eh? Oh, yeah. They screwed up uh, other people, too. <laughs> Henry Cavill. Yeah. Well, also, mustache. because of um, scheduling changes, Nicholas Holt could not be the villain in the newest one, too. In Fallout or in Dead Reckoning? No, whatever the new one is called. Dead Reckoning. Oh, Dead Reckoning, yeah. Yeah, he was meant. He was uh, supposed to be the villain, but scheduling happened and he could not be the villain anymore. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. The infamous building stunt is Ghost Protocol. The plane opening is Rogue Nation, pure spy espionage thriller. There you go. Not to be confused with Michael Jackson thriller. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Different beast. <laughs> Um, did you watch anything else other than Fast X, other than Barry, or was that it? That was I didn't have time. I think that was it. Um, okay, so I watched uh, Spider Verse on hmm. this Monday. I went with my son and my daughter. Went with a couple of her friends. Went to the movie theater. Quite good. Um, it's a great movie for, and I think that's why it's doing so well. It's a good movie for everyone. Like my son's seven years old. Um, you know, I'm much older, but we there when I was in the theater, there it was full of all different kinds of people, and I think that's what's the big selling feature for this Spider Man, particularly Miles Morales. 
um, and the in the across um, the Spider Verse. He he does so many different, or they do so many different things in this movie that it's not just a standard. I don't know. Like I, I'm trying to compare it, like even to No Way Home, where mm-hmm. I don't know if No Way Home fe- feels a little bit more bottlenecked to me. You have to be more in tune with Spider Man to to. Uh, I think you do. Or No Way Home, and but then with Spider Verse, it, it seems like it's much more broad. Um, and I don't know if it's because it's the animation style. Um, the action, um, the writing, the comedy, the humor, uh, even the, even some of the family drama. I think that helps a lot, too, is the family aspect to it. Uh, Miles and his, his mom and dad. Um, but I had a great time with it. Um, it was a little bit too long, and the ending was a little anticlimactic for me. Um, but it was friggin' awesome seeing all the Spider-Man. Um, specifically, there's a, a, a Canadian Spider-Man who has a hockey stick. <laughs> and uh, weird little, um, like, overly overly canadianized spider suit but uh um still very cool and like and i was watching it i had forgotten that they were making a part two to this yeah um, this is uh, and i i had totally one. forgotten about that so like there I, I kept looking at my watch because it felt like the movie was just going on and on and we went on a school night so my son was getting a little tired by the end of it. I'm like oh, man there's still a bunch to go here like <laughs> they haven't wrapped up anything and there's like the movie was supposed to end and I'm like, oh, right, there's a part two. <laughs> so um, the way that it ended, it, it was a little kind of blah. Um, but I still had a great time with it. It's such an accessible Spider-Man, such an expe- accessible movie. Um, and, like, I had my my doubts about it, too, because I remember watching the first one where, and I remember the trailer for the very first one, where I, I liked the style of the movie, the art style. But then when the movie got too big with all the multiverse stuff, specifically towards the end of the movie, mm-hmm. the first one, when they're in the collider and all that That's kind of stuff. It was, yeah, it just felt like, oh, this is too much. There's too much going on. And in the in Across the Spider-Verse, it's it's kind of the same thing. Um, but it's still just a very enjoyable movie if you're a fan of Spider-Man or if you're not a fan of Spider-Man. Um, I think this is just a very, very good movie to go see. Uh, you haven't seen it yet. You're going to see it this week? Probably not. soon, maybe. No, soon, soonish. Is Nicholas Cage in it? I <laughs> know uh, he's not. Well then, we'll see well, when I see it. Part two. Part two. Okay. Um, no, I'll, I'll get to it when I get a chance. This week, I'm probably seeing Flash again, and we're seeing Elemental. Oh yes, Elemental this week too. Yeah, it's Elemental and Flash this week. So yeah, yeah, we're going. We're going to go see um, the Transformers movie on Thursday this week. Um, going to see rise of the beast and then the week after probably going to see the flash and then i think all my son wants to see elemental as well um i don't really know much about elemental though is it a sequel to inside out i have thing? no idea okay i just know it's a new pixar movie and i've been told that we need to see it so <laughs> i've been told <laughs> that it must happen <laughs> yes i have been told that the arrangements are being made and that's cool. Yeah. See, th- those are my favorite kinds of things. The arrangements are being made. I'm told where to go, told where to sit. Just go there and enjoy it. Sounds yes, good. that works for me. We'll see Elemental. <laughs> I- I'm not really sure what it is. I don't think it has anything to do with Inside Out because Inside Out is mm-hmm. getting a proper sequel. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. So, yeah, I-, I don't think it is. Unless it's like a spinoff, perhaps. I just thought it had something to do with it, like the elements... And inside, I was like the inside of the brain. I wasn't sure if the elements, the elemental, was kind of the same. I, I thought it was about like fire, like Captain yeah, Black yeah. kind of stuff. Fire, yeah. wind. Yeah, now you're talking. Now you're talking. That's what I thought it was. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not really sure, but um, <laughs> we'll see on 
Thursday or Friday, I guess. Nice. Flash the priority for me, though, but we'll see how it works. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, okay, and the other thing that I watched, um, aside from the intern, I had to watch that last night just kind of for fun, but I watched Air, um, hmm. the Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, um, Michael Jordan, Nike, whatever kind of a movie. Um, and I kept forgetting that it was on Amazon. I don't know why, because it's been on Prime for a couple of weeks now, I think. Um, but I think it, it was produced by Amazon Studios, but they did a deal where it went to theaters first and then eventually came to Prime. That's kind of the Amazon thing, yeah. yeah so I'd forgotten movie. about it. What's that? They did it with another one of his movies, too. I think mm-hmm. it was, uh, was it The Way Back or the one about the bar? Might have been That's the one the the about the bar. Isn't that, oh, the way back to the basketball one. That's the basketball one. That was really good. The, the tender right. one. I think that's what it was called. Right. I haven't seen that one. Did you see that one? Mm-hmm. No. I'm to check that out. Um, Air. It's good. Um, I don't think it's great, though. Um, it, okay. it's, a, it's got a great runtime. Uh, it's nice and short. Very, um, you know, the history lesson out of it. You know, tr- it's crazy to think of Nike before what Nike is now. You know um, how little. Yeah, what do you say down in America? You say Nike. Yes. What do you say? We say Nike up here. Yeah, we say Nike up here. Okay. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, yeah, but like they were, you know, close to to being bankrupt, and you know, no bankable stars, and nobody wanted to wear their stuff, and blah 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 blah. And the, you know, Converse was the top tier, and Adidas was top tier. Um, but learning about Nike and, and how they, you know, how they they banked and, and you know, risked everything on Michael Jordan um, is a cool history lesson. If you don't know that kind of thing, um, it had good acting. Um, you know, I'm not the biggest Matt Damon fan, but um, he was good in it. And Jason Reitman's in it. I like er, Jason Reitman. Jason Ivan Reitman. Which one's? There's too many Reitmans. There's no directors. There's, Are you sure they're in it? <laughs> Well, one no, of them not has passed away. Not, no, um, the guy who's in Ozark at Arrested Development, Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman, that's it. Thank you, that sir. Made different humans. <laughs> Jason Bateman's in it. He's very good. Um, Marlon Wayans is in it. In it too? Chris, Chris Tucker is in it too. So the cast is very good. Um, even in saying that, I'm not the biggest Matt Damon fan. Um, and but the story was okay. The I don't know. It it, it just didn't. I don't know. I started off just saying like I had something big to say about it and then it just ended up and it, maybe I went into the movie expecting something really, really big. Like Zeddy is a really big fan of this movie. He thinks it's his best movie of the, uh, the year so far for him. Mm-hmm. I, that it's not that's not it for me, but it's not a bad movie. There's nothing bad about it, but there's something that just didn't um, grab me about it and hold my my attention after it was done. Like it was done and I I put it away and that's kind of the I don't I don't think I'll be revisiting it anytime soon um i think i'd recommend it to somebody again another movie where you don't have to be a basketball fan you don't have to know who michael jordan is if you don't know who michael jordan is um but it's very accessible that way um but it's just kind of okay kind of good and carry on and that's kind of the end of it um yeah i don't know not much to say about air it's on my list i will get to it Mm -hmm. i like matt damon i Mm -hmm. love ben affleck of course the rest of the cast i'm cool with Viola Davis is in it. Big fan of Viola Davis. Anything yeah. she's like, any performance she does is fantastic. Mm-hmm. She doesn't miss. I don't really care about yeah. the sneakers though. I wear Converse pretty much ninety percent of the mm-hmm. time. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Or those like dad sneakers I bought when we went to the theme park. Oh, you got dad sneakers, eh? White ones? Are yeah. they white? They're gray. Thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they are. They're good for theme parks. <laughs> I, I do that too. When we went to Montreal a couple of weeks ago and I knew we were going to be walking, I'm like, that's it. I'm putting on comfortable shoes. Yeah. I don't care what it looked like. I need. I, I can't have my legs hurting and my back hurting. That's the no no way around it. I hear Forrest Gump's voice in my head. Those look like comfortable shoes. <laughs> That's you got a point of them too. Those look like comfortable shoes. I like the way he points <laughs> at the shoes. <laughs> He's a good guy. Yeah. Um, Phil says recommend the Boogeyman. Good summer horror flick. I do want to see that. I just mm-hmm. I'm not really. I've said I'm not really big on horror movies in theaters because of the audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But maybe it won't be as busy with all the other stuff out. Mm-hmm. Zeddy says, forget Elemental, go see The Little Mermaid. Uh, I think Zeddy's got a little two-year motive here. I don't know. I'm just thinking he does. (laughs) It's over, Zeddy. It's over. (laughs) (laughs) Cookie says, The Boogeyman looks so good. I agree. Here's one of his favorite movies. Matt Damon's monologue, The Pitch, is the best scene I've seen this year. I don't know. I have seen a little... According to the Galaxy Volume 3, and there's some good stuff in that. (laughs) Also, I've seen Renfield. Have you guys seen the? I was going to say, where is Chris? Where's your Where's your Renfield in there? <laughs> I went completely blank when I because I had something, and then I went blank when I was reading it. <laughs> but yeah, watch Renfield. It's on Peacock. <laughs> Please. Yeah, let's get that a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> or actually, I want a prequel, but that's irrelevant. Um, mm-hmm. What'd you read? Um, so aside from World Tree, we'll get you. I read uh, Batman One Thirty Six. Mm-hmm. Um, we were both big fans of 135, kind of the multiverse mm, traveling that uh, that Bruce went on, um, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. And an interesting thing, that was uh, issue 900 of Batman, and now they're doing legacy titles right on the covers of their books now. Mm-hmm. So it says 136, and then underneath it says legacy, just like Marvel does. Not confusing um, at all for people. <laughs> no, exactly. So, well, they're they're so they're 901 now. So I guess you know 99 more, and they're going to get that big thousand and make it a big big spiel. So, oh. um, 136 was good though. If you're a fan of the um, depressed and um, degraded and sad and angry Bruce Wayne, uh, yes. Batman. If you <laughs> if you're if you're all about that, then 136 is for you. Um, I think it's taken in a very interesting way about the differences between Batman and Bruce Wayne, which is a good thing, I think. Um, how they are different and how they are, uh, how they feel different when they're when if Bruce decides to or if Batman decides to, then he he will feel different depending on who he wants to inhabit in that moment, whether it's Batman or Bruce Wayne. Um, there's more of the Batman Zur and R stuff. Um, which if you're not the biggest fan of that, I, I'm more confused about the idea rather than whether I'm a fan or not. Um, but 136, I think is doing a very, doing it in a different way. Um, so I like this, I like this, uh, I think this is the start of the third arc for Zdarsky's Batman. Um, Whatever that was, I don't know what it was called before. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, I'm not sure. And then Um, there's this one. Yeah, a lot of good bat family moments in 136 as well. Um, so I check it out, Chris, if you're... I know we're kind of uh, off again, on again with our Batman um, reading as of late, but uh, 136 is, is, is a pretty good time, I think. I miss him, so I'll, I'll check it out. But I've, I've been reading... Okay. Well, not this week, but I've been reading older stuff or things I just didn't mm-hmm. get to before with Batman, so I haven't abandoned him, of course. Can't do that. 
<laughs> I just you haven't your boy. <laughs> no, no, I just have been reading the newer stuff lately. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it for me. Other than World Tree, I read some older stuff too, but uh, nothing to write home about. So World Tree number two. Chris, did you read anything else before we get to World Tree? No, I meant no. to. I had Batman on my list, and I wanted to read, and I will before uh, Thursday or Friday. I want to read The Flash Year One. Mm. The Joshua Williamson book. I want to check that out because the only Flash I've read is Flashpoint, and then of course whenever he's in like yeah. a Justice League situation. Sure, sure. So I'm curious to read more about that character. Is, is that the start of? Um, is his new run starting soon? Yeah, he does have a new run starting soon. The Jeremy Adams run is ending, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know who the new writer is, but I, Williamson was the one before Adams. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, one of the things that got Williamson where he is today. Yeah, he, were, he and basically runs DC now. Yeah. <laughs> He's on every big book. <laughs> he does a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so, yeah, I'd like to get to that this week. Cool. All right. Well, let's talk about World Tree number two then. Um, we won't spoil it. For, uh, Cookie and maybe some others haven't read it. Um, but what are your kind of your overall thoughts for World Tree number two from James Tynion and company? Spoiler-free thoughts are that it's a, it's not a good issue. It's a little bit different, but it still yeah. has some really like whoa, like <laughs> stuff you don't see coming. I guess per- perfect. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> that's <laughs> perfect. Uh, stuff you don't see coming. It, it's very cool in that way that it, it does keep you guessing and you don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it's very dark also, mm. and but this one has some humor in it as well that I did mm-hmm. not expect. If I have a, any kind of problem with it, it's that it doesn't feel like it moves. Mm. I, I don't know if you got that. It doesn't feel like it really does anything in the second issue. It's just yeah, a it, lot of dialogue. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. It, like it, it, I, I messaged you after I read it. It should be it, this issue wouldn't be called World Tree to me. It'd be called World Building. Mm-hmm. Like it felt like the story didn't go anywhere, but we got introduced to like four new characters, um, and it's like whoa. Okay, that's where we're going. Like the mm-hmm. stuff with the, you know, the naked creepy lady, that stuff Fear. was still there. What's that? I think her name is Spear. Yeah, I wasn't sure how to pronounce it when it's up on the uh, up on the page there. Um, but that makes sense. Yeah, um, I think that's like that. that it, it goes a little bit, uh, goes to a, a very small place <laughs> very quickly by the end. But I, I would agree with you that it didn't feel like we were as... You know, rushed into it maybe as we were maybe in that first issue, where it felt like more stuff happened. Um, but I think it's just you know they're just building out the world a little bit more. Um, yeah, in a sense. Like it can have like a lot of stuff in every issue because then it would be three issues long. And I think this sure. is meant to be a little <laughs> bit longer. Yeah. So I get it. And I, I don't mind it. It just uh, coming off the first issue, I expected the pace mm-hmm. to be quicker. But it's, yeah, it's, it's agree. not. And that's fine. I mean, you get some interesting stuff thrown at us here. And the visuals are again interesting. <laughs> I, I also <laughs> like the switch in the art during some portions of it. That was a that was a cool choice. So mm-hmm. yeah, still two for two for me with uh, with World Tree. Yeah, you mentioned some of the humor in it. I think it's got some very humorous dialogue mm-hmm. um, in it. I think it's there's a a, a, a pair of cops as they're walking into the police station or something, and the one guy's talking about some very strange things. Um, it, and you don't yeah. know where it's, like, I, I don't know. Why it's even it's happening. Like, right. Yeah. It's like, what is the point of this? Yeah. But then once it comes out, like, oh, he's just one of those kind of people. 
Yeah, yeah. he is. <laughs> so, but yeah, World Tree is good. I'm I'm really enjoying it. I am too. Um, it, it's definitely one that I'm uh, uh, going to try and read as soon as it comes out. I think I missed it. It came out two weeks ago, I think, right? Yeah, we both. I think we both it's both missed it, but. We read the first one so much earlier than the release, I think. <laughs> right. <laughs> that we, I think we both forgot, like, oh, this is soon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, spoiler-free thoughts on World Tree uh, number two. I'm still enjoying it very much so. Um, I do hope that it keeps moving forward, though, and we're not stuck mm -hmm. in kind of a, uh, a limbo um, spot, but we'll see how that goes with uh, number three in another month or so. Yeah, uh, did you get? Is it night? Is night fever out this week? Is that what's called night fever? I, I I saw a whole bunch of stuff for it on my timeline. I did too, and I, I want to check it out. Just check here. Oh, I remember what else I watched. I did watch something else. I don't know how I forgot. I watched the <laughs> Curious Case of Natalia Grace. I don't know why that just like oh yeah exited my brain. <laughs> it, it's been a long couple of days. I helped my brother and my mother move for the last three days into different locations. Son of a bitch. I'm not sure how I'm awake right now. But I, <laughs> I did watch The Curious Case of Natalia Grace. And? Do you know what it is? Like, no, it? not really. I, like You kind of mentioned it briefly last week, and in the comments, I think um, Phil and maybe Cookie had both watched it. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, I, know, uh, I know Cookie did. So mm -hmm. you, you know what the movie Orphan is, right? Yes. Okay, so it's kind of that, but it's real life. <laughs> This couple adopts a a little person, and they believe she, I think at the time, was four or five years old. I can't remember the details. And mm -hmm. um, they started to claim that she was not a child, and she was actually an adult for various reasons, and that she was a sociopath mm -hmm. and all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, it's, it's real life, so it's not a spoiler. They eventually, uh, they, they, they deem that she was an adult, so... They stuck her in an apartment in an apartment by herself to live, hmm. and the documentary covers all of that and the aftermath of it, and it was just so interesting. And it, it's like a story bad, where bad things happen. Yeah, a lot of bad things happen. Yes. Oh. Um, it's it just really engrossing because you don't know what what's actually happening. You don't know who to believe, and by the end of it you know, you can make a solid judgment on what you think it is or what you think was the real story. Mm -hmm. And you may be right. You may be wrong mm. because there's too many sides to it. There is one thing that they do confirm, which that would be a spoiler. So I won't, but <laughs> there's one thing they do confirm. And that's, I think you can't question it, but the other mm. stuff, as far as like the parents and their treatment of her, that's where things get iffy. Like I can tell you, I can't stand the father. I think he seems like a horrible person. <laughs> <laughs> But they, like, they never talk to the mom, which is weird. Hmm. The father does the, this full thing. He's like being interviewed throughout the entire doc. The, the mom is not. It's weird. Hmm. And they never really interviewed the girl either, the, the kid. Mm -hmm. But she has, I, I found out she has her own series coming sometime this year where she tells her side. Oh, weird. Yeah. So as much as I complained about the Discovery and HBO Max merger... I get this from it. So maybe <laughs> Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch, but I'm going to keep watching this. Don't tell anybody. Uh, What's, because um, the most wild doc I've seen in a while. Yeah, I agree. I don't even watch documentaries very often, but I love the movie Orphan. <laughs> so I was like, you know, there's a real real version of this? 
and yeah. Yeah, the, the question about documentaries, I was, um, a clip popped up on my timeline today of a, a Netflix film, the, the Thai Cave Rescue um, from a couple of years ago. It, it's, a, it's a movie, that, the clip that I was talking about. It's about the, okay. um, th- a team, um, a soccer team of 13 boys and a, the coach get trapped in a cave in Thailand and they have to go underwater to get them. There, there was a movie that came out a little while ago called 13 Lives. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. by Ron Howard. Anyway, so there's a, a documentary of this of the events, and then there's two movies of it as well. And you, you say you're not, you know, somebody who watches documentaries all the time, but are you one to, if there's a movie and a documentary, to watch both, or would you obviously rather just pick the the regular movie and and carry on with that? Yeah, I'd, I'd rather What's watch the movie. On that? I'd rather yeah. watch the, the for some reason documentaries. Like I will watch some stuff, but. It's gotta be. It's it's like very specific things. Is it? Generally, I don't like documentaries. I don't right. even like um, like a Batman documentary. I even have trouble sitting through those. Really? I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I'm just not really into documentaries. It, it depends on the hmm. subject matter. Yeah, I've fair. also watched like a ton of like um, horror ones too. So maybe maybe it's like horror ones or things like investigative mm-hmm. stuff. Right. And now, Plus, and now I mean, you and Cookie are lost on Max. Yeah, I'm um, so another another <laughs> glorious thing about this is all the horror shit from Discovery's on there. I realize that. Like, I don't watch Ghost Hunters because I think it's it's um, it's just not for me. I feel like they're trying to force you to believe that they're seeing and hearing things. Have you ever right. watched that show? Uh, wait, just Ghost Hunters. Yeah, and I think I've one. seen an episode of Was it. Yeah, I get one. So you know, they set up the thing to record audio. And yeah. they'll get this audio that just sounds like paper being, like, scratched or something. And they'll say, do you hear it? And then you start to hear whatever they said that they're asking you, you know? That's right. Even though it's, it just sounds like paper being, like, balled up. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. That's a crazy yeah. thing. The Ghost Hunters is terrible. I agree. <laughs> that's an interesting thing about the senses, though. I, I recently, for my, my work, I actually went to a, uh, it's called a beer tasting school. So mm-hmm. if you drink a beer and, you, and you're supposed to smell it and then you're supposed to describe what it tastes like, I may say, oh, I don't really know what this is. And then my, the teacher will say, well, well, do you taste, um, you know, uh, pineapple or bread or, you know, anything like that? Then there's something in your head that thinks, oh, yeah, that's right. I do taste that. So in that sense of the other thing where you're talking about, oh, I don't hear anything. And then somebody tells you, oh, do you hear that? They just said, hello. Oh, yeah, I guess I did hear that. So like that yeah. that's a weird sensory thing that your brain needs to be told what to think or um, feel sometimes. And with those kind of things like ghost hunters or even if you're like um, into UFO documentaries or whatever, where I like like there's, oh, there's a blurry line coming across the screen. And oh, no, that's a, that's a UFO. You can see it right there. Um, yeah. It's a weird thing our senses are. I'm basically hearing this. <laughs> did you hear Wait, that? what do you say? What, what, what do you say? I want a sandwich. Yeah, I heard it. <laughs> no, it's weird. Uh, yeah, all right, so that was... Time. yeah. <laughs> I think that's everything that we read and we watched um, this week, Chris. I wanted to bring this up. Zeddy yeah, um, recommends this movie, Blackberry. I've been hearing about it, and I think I want to watch this. Do you have any interest in it? Uh, I, I, I should have interest in it because it's very Canadiana. Canadiana. Um, Blackberry is created by a, a gentleman uh, from Hamilton, Ontario. Oh, he okay. tried to buy a hockey team, uh, tried to buy the Pittsburgh Penguins back in the day. 
um yeah it's very uh, very canadiana so yeah i, I should um it's got jay bearshell in it he's kind of a cool guy um for me anyways but uh i don't know i'll get to it <laughs> everybody should watch ghost hunters and just enjoy yeah. the, the sounds R- report back next week what you heard it's like asmr <laughs> or something <laughs> Um, yeah, I think I want to watch uh, Blackberry. I, I need to mm-hmm. maybe track that down. Also, I threw it up earlier, but I don't know if you want to go to Zeddy's wedding next year, but that could be fun. We could have like a gather con afterward. I'll hope that my invitation gets lost in the mail. Okay. Understandable. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris, last week we talked about the season finales of Succession. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about one half of the season finale of Ted Lasso. And we didn't talk about the season finale of Barry. Um, so for part two of our discussion, we're not going to talk about succession unless you want to. Um, oh. But I want to kind of come back around oh. on Ted Lasso. And then I want to get into the Barry one as well. Um, so last week, I hadn't seen the Ted Lasso series finale. And you had. Um, you, if I remember correctly, liked it. But mm-hmm. thought it was a little jumbled, a little messy um yeah a little messy was your was your phrase and i agree with everything that you said um i messaged you i think after i watched it or maybe the day after where there's just so much confusion that i had um you know we'll do full spoilers for the ted lasso season finale series finale and we'll do full spoilers for the barry season finale as well just for anybody who's um listening or watching right now but i don't I didn't like, especially in this one, the um, liberties that were taken with the story, where we're just supposed to accept something that's happened off screen. Um, you know, it, it's been ha- it, it's happened for the previous three weeks of, of or the three episodes of of Lasso before this season in series finale, but then this one again, where the the episode starts with Ted and and Rebecca and mm. Beard and his girlfriend all yeah. in this weird. I don't know what it was. I still don't know what it was. What were they all doing there? Did they have a foursome? I don't know. Uh, it's all a very confusing thing that that happened. And then just like Nate being integrated back into the team with no real discussion. Like I would have loved to seen some kind of discussion. We, we get to see a reconciliation between Ted and Nate. Um, you know, the stuff with Rupert. Um, in the end, it worked out to be good. But... The couple episodes we saw before that, they felt like they were going in a completely different way. So messy, 100%. I couldn't agree more with all the messy. But that doesn't change the fact that there's the show is still a beautiful, beautiful show. It's just so good. The the, the small moments, the the interactions between two characters, even the, you know, you know Beard's going home, and or Beard and Ted are going home, and Beard decides he doesn't want to go, and they're talking to each other. And Beard says, I don't want you, I think he says, I don't want you to be mad at me, or I don't want you to let... I don't want to let you down or something. Just, just the small moments and, and the believe sign, uh, incredible stuff. And all the, the, you know, the mini endings for everyone, uh, for Roy and Beard and, and Nate, um, you know, the small wedding scene. There's so, still so much good, but it, I don't know if they needed another season or they needed a couple more episodes. Um, it's just, it, it, I, I, wish it was, I wish it wasn't messy, though. Um, I wish I didn't have to say, oh, that doesn't feel right. But, oh, this is so freaking great over here. Um, I don't know. Me- me- messy is the right word, Chris, but it's just, 
I wish it, I wish it wasn't messy. I wish I wish it all blended together coherently in a a nice little bow. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I don't know if you could hear the siren in the background, so I had. Are you okay? Is everything all right? Do you need to get uh, to a bunk technically, somewhere? Yeah, it's just raining really bad, and hail is coming, so I think the siren's going off. It's fine. Okay. Well, um, if you see Kevin Costner and he's holding his hand out to telling you to stop, just you know, let me know. Okay. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> I, I think they, they. It's fine. But uh, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I think the messy it still stands, but. A friend of ours grabs, I believe it was grabs, he brought up a good point about the thing with Rupert is that they mm-hmm. didn't show us that to make us think he's a good guy. I think mm-hmm. they showed us that to, for us to see why Rebecca liked him to begin with. So right. it wasn't so much, oh, he's good. It was just, he has moments. Mm-hmm. But I, I agree. I, I do agree with everything. I still stand by it's messy, especially with the Nate thing. I really wanted to see that first time he walks back into the office. And you know, and all that stuff. Yeah, I I agree. And like Nate's been a, you know, a a bone of contention for people for, you know, ever since the middle of season two, almost where he started to do his, his heel turn, uh, where, you know, most people didn't buy it. And then especially by the end of season two, where people really didn't buy it. Um, I didn't have a problem with it. Um, I didn't have a problem with Nate for the first couple episodes of season three. But it wasn't until his you know dealings with Rupert where he eventually left um, um, the soccer club and went on to his own thing with his girlfriend in the restaurant and, and obviously coming back to AFC Richmond. It just it's weird that the this was the longest season with the longest episodes, but everything still felt really rushed and and not put together all the way. It's very very strange thing. Like if it was if if it was compounded to be shorter episodes in a shorter season, I would have understood it more. Um but they, they tried to do too much, and then by the end of it, they just they got in their own way with trying to wrap everything up and trying to make it all set, make it all make sense. And again, it's even stranger that the, the, the series was meticulously planned out. They yeah. knew what they were doing, and this is still the way it finishes. Again, not that it's bad; it's just it's not bad. Yeah. Did they need another couple episodes, and they couldn't get them? What happened? <laughs> or is mm-hmm. this just the way they wanted? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Either way, I still love it. Yeah, same. Um, I also, I, I don't really, like, it was funny, we were talking about Succession last week. I didn't agree with the way Shiv's ending was. I don't mm-hmm. really like Ted's ending here either. Really? Um, I, it felt it felt very anticlimactic to me. And, like, he didn't show up to Beard's wedding. Like, man, he's your best so mate. The actor, the actor who plays Beard responded to why. Oh. And he explained that the type of friends Ted and Beard are, they don't always need to be around each other. They can go without doing things together. And mm. specifically, they didn't want to show Ted back in England before they show him back in America. That's fair. That's that is the actual reason they didn't do it. Those mm. two things. Fair, fair. But still, it would have been mm. nice to see. Him. I agree. Yeah. But at least him, um, like I, I was expecting him to be the one holding the camera. Something. Yeah. Like you'd know. see him pop yeah. his face in front of it. Look at this, guys. <laughs> Um, yeah, so as messy as, as, as season three was on the whole, it's still one of my favorite television shows ever that I've ever seen. There, it's a TV show that I don't think we'll ever see this type of show again. That won't feel it won't feel right. Like another show like this that is more is is, is inspirational and and the comedy and the the optimism. I, th- I think if they was done in, if with another show, it might feel wrong in a certain way. Um, 
but like th- th- this show and even in season three with as messy it is has some of the best moments of tv that i've seen and made me made me feel the best mm-hmm. when i'm watching it like the, like with all the shows that we've talked about and we watch all the time chris we watch a lot of stuff where people die and people do bad things to each other you know this is a show where you know episode after episode good people do good things to good people there are no <laughs> and just demons. like yeah, there's no hell demons. There's no, um, you know, no fungified uh, zombies. There's no backstabbing brothers and sisters. It's just good people doing nice things and, mm-hmm. and saying nice things and talking in a nice way. And it just being good people. Yeah, good being good people. And like I, I you know, what I started saying, I started t- telling people even at my work in in work emails or when I'm talking to them in person, I started saying I appreciate you. Just those lines. I appreciate you. That's something Ted says. He just when he got that newspaper at the at the uh, when he's getting ready to board his flight, he says, "I appreciate you" to the guy who's selling him his newspaper. I started saying that now because I should appreciate more people. I should appreciate everyone in my life. And like, I know it's a TV show and that's stupid and it's cheesy, but like, th- th- there hasn't been a show that's made me feel like this. That made me feel good because we watch a lot of shows as good as they are, but they don't make you feel very good. It's all horrible people. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Full of horrible people or good people, like and we're talking about The Last of Us, good people who just die. <laughs> like well, in a, a lot in of horrible, death in horrible way. A lot of death in this. <laughs> so, Children, adults, a lot yeah. of death. I don't know about that one. Yeah, so um, it's, a, it's a very special show. Um, a very, very special show. And I'll, I'll think about this show. And I think it'll be a show that I'll watch often. It'll be one of those shows where you can just watch an episode. Mm-hmm. You, know, you don't have to watch a whole season. Just, oh, I'm going to watch this episode and this is a funny one and you know the diamond dogs are funny in this episode or this is the episode where roy ties you know a red string to everyone's penises and they they fall <laughs> over the pitch you know like that that's the kind of thing that you know that's another thing that's not very it happens very often where you can watch one episode of something yeah it's um, not feel a certain way so very very incredible show i i'm looking forward to revisiting it now that it's over mm-hmm. just doing like one straight watch through mm-hmm uh, does anyone to know when we're going to watch Batman Beyond together from the infamous box set? <laughs> the problem with that would be, out of the three of us, I don't really like Batman Beyond. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the most well-liked of the uh, of, of the Batman medium. It's not really something I... I I've tried some of the episodes Eddie has, has uh, recommended. I've liked those. But then whenever I've tried to just watch it, like just random episodes or in order, I, it's just not... Yeah, I get you. <laughs> anyway... The sirens have stopped. Uh, that's nice. Oh yeah, that's good. You're, <laughs> you're no, no longer in imminent danger. No, I was checking my phone. We're good. <laughs> I was waiting just for Texas. Yeah, uh, I was waiting for <laughs> just Texas. Just Texas things. We're fine. Um, all right, so that's uh, our bow put on uh, Ted Lasso series finale. Um, Chris, let's talk about Barry, the season and series finale. Um, mm, how yes. much did you have to watch? before you know catching up because i know we i think we both watched the first two episodes together mm-hmm. and then i think you fell behind and i fell behind a little bit and i got caught up and then um you finally got caught up now so give me your kind of your your berry thoughts here i am very disappointed i really like the majority of the show i i was very into the like i've been to watch the first two seasons i really really liked it a lot i bought into the characters the act everything was just great then this season happened it's like okay there's a lot not working for me the Mm -hmm. time jump 
was just not my thing. <laughs> the characters didn't feel like themselves to me. Mm-hmm. I didn't get why they were where they were. I don't even understand how old John is supposed to be. It's an eight-year gap, but that's not an eight-year-old kid. Yeah, it looks like he's 10 or 11 or something. That's like almost a, like a teen. <laughs> so I didn't really understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, Gene going into hiding for the eight years was odd. Mm-hmm. And then when they come back and it's just a shit show, the way Hank progressed without Cristobal, I just didn't like anything about the time jump stuff. It just right. wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. And then in the finale itself, again, full spoilers if you guys haven't um, earmuffed yeah. already. But uh, I don't like that Gene takes the fall for everything that he didn't do mm-hmm. and the one thing he did do. That's right. <laughs> I didn't like that at all. Mm-hmm. And um, the movie thing was in something. Mm-hmm. I, I that, I guess, has a commentary on the way the world works, and that's fine. That's right. Yeah. If we knew, if, if the actual real ending was better, that would have been hilarious, a hilarious satire. Mm-hmm. But the way it actually ends just doesn't hit, I think. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm alone on that, because people seem to like it. I don't know. Well, we we've well the the people we've tried to get to watch it they can't even make it past the first the first season the first couple episodes so yeah. um, I I don't think you're alone um, in in that feeling in that sentiment because I feel the same way about the time jump specifically mm-hmm. that first episode after the time jump where we get to see Sally going to the restaurant and she's you know fooling around with guys in, in yeah. the bathroom and, and and then you know the that episode ends with you know I'm. Uh, Barry saying, "Oh, I have to go kill Gene Cousineau," and I, I just went to hit my head. I'm like, "What?" Mm-hmm. Like, like I, I don't even understand the eight year jump. I, I don't see the point of it. Like, why is it eight years? Maybe like you're saying because of the kid. Um, but yeah, so the time jump aside, which I don't overly like. Um, I liked everything about the season, though. I, I thought those first couple's episodes with Barry in prison were incredible I, mm-hmm. specifically that that the final episode before he breaks out with fred armisen um, and the fun. guy and the guy from the ceiling with a sniper rifle shooting things and i the fuchs you know the raven him and barry going back and forth between who, who their allegiance lies with and and same thing with hank who his allegiance lie with um and then i all i kept thinking about for those last couple of episodes was the way that bill Hader directs his action scenes Specifically the one where Fuchs and his family and his crew are in the mansion and we get a scene of them. And then all of a sudden Hank runs in with a, with his buddy and they got it like a grenade launcher on a, on a, on a tripod <laughs> and they shoot and they mi- completely miss the house. And then all of a sudden, you know, gunfire is raining down upon them and we get a tracking shot of <laughs> Hank and his buddy are in the car and they go driving and Hank goes running or running away. And his buddy gets shot up in, 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 in this huge gunfight in the car. And then also in the season finale where there's the gunfight in the museum, Cristobal's museum or whatever. And yeah, one guy way. falls down and he throws a grenade and he throws a grenade up in the air and it bounces off the wall. And it just blows all these guys up. I just love Bill Hader's action comedy directing. And I compare it to the, I think it's the season two action scene with the motorcycles where... They're on the highway, 
Oh yeah, yeah. And, and it's just like I, I, I really dig that style. I don't even know what kind of style it is. I think it's action comedy, where you just you know there he he's he's showing off like the the idi- idiocracies and you know how stupid people are, especially Hank, how <laughs> idiot he is. Um, but how like over the top he is with him and Cristobal and the, the name of the the museums like the Krista Hank or the No Hobo No Hobo. Yeah. So I agree with you about the, the, the time jump, but everything about it I really enjoy. And I like the social commentary. Um, you know, pretty much the entirety of this of this series is the social commentary on, mm-hmm. you know, war and action or guns and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I, I thought it was funny that the Barry's kid, Jonathan, was that kid from It. Um, I can't remember his name. Yeah, it took me a while to remember where I'd seen that kid from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I like the... Yeah, <laughs> I love the mullet too. So funny. Um, I like. I actually like where Sally went by the end of it. And I know Ian, if he was watching, he's not the biggest fan of Sally. I think a lot of people aren't the biggest fan of Sally. They find her quite annoying. And shit, yeah, she's annoying. Um, but yeah, I like her ending. Hundred percent. I think that's the point. Um, the, the 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 season finale. The episode is called Wow. And I like <laughs> Barry before he gets, again, full spoiler, before he meets his demise, he just says, oh, wow. <laughs> and, and that's the end of Barry. Um, so I love the, you know, the inside humor of the show. I like the action of the humor. I think the story for season three specifically just went in a whole bunch of different places. Um, and I think that was their idea. Like, the t- the thinking about the time jump, like they didn't want to tell a, a straight line story. They wanted to tell a you know, mm-hmm. a, a story that just kind of went all over the place and really took chances because it took a lot of chances. Even for this show with the first two seasons, I think season three is like it takes some really big swings. And I understand that they don't work for a lot of people. But uh, aside from the, the the time jump and the, the episode after the time jump, I, I really enjoyed the season finale. I really, really did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> That's fine. It's funny about that, that question I asked at the start of the episode, or I started I was talking about this idea about being in the real world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, you know, Robert De Niro is talking about Orson's Eleven and the Intern, and then the idea about Warner Brothers and making this movie. And like, I, did I, like I, that. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> I like that. There are things I did like. Um, th- that was one of the things. I thought that was a fun mm-hmm. in-universe kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that, uh, was it Sally's co-star? That got the TV show. Oh yeah, uh, Sally. Sally was her acting coach. Oh, that's what it was. Okay. Well, yeah. no, no, no. The uh, her name was Natalie. Remember the the one she has the rant with, an elevator. I don't remember now. <laughs> oh, well, either way, it, it was cool to yeah. see the world progressed, and they did not. I like that right. aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but overall, yeah, it, it didn't hit. I also thought like Hank's ending was really anticlimactic. Like mm. that was it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, one thing I, I think I loved about it, though, and this is probably my favorite moment of the finale, is the moment that Barry and Pukes share when he yeah. returns John to him. Mm-hmm. I did like that. It kind of makes me wonder: was that Pukes' plan? I thought that too. Yeah, it seemed like that was the idea: get me the kid, and I'm gonna save him. Because mm-hmm. even when the 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 shooting starts, he throws his body on. T- I thought it was Sally because it happened so thought, quick. Yeah. And there was no, that's Fuchs mm-hmm. for the Raven. It's, it's now for something. <laughs> I, I was confused about his girlfriend in it where he, he, yeah. he goes to the coffee shop 
does he think this girl's attractive and that's the first time he's ever seen her and then he takes her home or is this like a pen pal situation i didn't I, understand who this I woman was her for the first time yeah <laughs> he just like he looks at her as she's making his coffee and then all of a sudden he's taking her home and then he's got her his her daughter there and the scene where they're talking about uh, i think they just killed a whole bunch of people yeah, that was funny. and and they're trying <laughs> they got the mom and the daughter and they look scared and they're trying to they, all these bad guys are trying to talk about ways they can make it less scary for them it's like oh no we, we don't have to be so loud or we can take them out of the house or they can for watch me. a movie and just yeah turn the turn the movie up really loud or <laughs> i think they talk about fast and furious specifically <laughs> that's right <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. Fine. <laughs> um, yeah. So th- those moments for me are just it, and it, it just that outweighs the the stuff that I didn't like about it. Um, that's fair. I wish I that liked made it. me think of, the music thing. Made me reminded me about the uh, the sound of music bit from the finale of Ted Lasso. Okay, <laughs> where they're all where they're all singing and dancing. I was like, oh man, that's beautiful. I didn't know that was from the sound of music. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> I didn't either. I was watching it. And my wife's like, uh, "That's the sound of music." I'm like, "Well, I never seen it." So, yeah, but, I, uh, I just thought it was funny, and you know, the all the the people in the audience, uh, all the fans and stuff watching it too, and standing up and clapping. Yeah. Anyways, get back to mm-hmm. Ted last week. We talk about the show all the time. <laughs> then he asked, "Would Warner Bros. really finance that biopic?" That's the better question. <laughs> I think they would. <laughs> Especially given the circumstance that's created in the show where Barry was wronged. That's right, yeah. Which doesn't sit well with me. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Barry, Barry's the hero. Yeah. The good guy. No. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. All right, so that's going to be fi- our final thoughts on Ted Lasso and Barry. Um, Chris, anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here? No. You've seen The Flash this week? Seen it on Thursday night? or Thursday or Friday. It depends on what day we see the the, the Pixar thing. Mm-hmm. So one of those, and I'm going to try to get John Wick in, too, at some point this week. Nice. Try is the key word. <laughs> How about you? You're not going to see The Flash this week, so you're going to see it next week? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to see it next week, hopefully on Monday. I'm going to see Transformers this Thursday. Um. And I'm going to watch 13 Lives after this. I want to know more about this Thai Rescue Cave movie or whatever. See how they get those I'm not kids mistaken, it has uh, John Krasinski in it, right? No, it's got Colin Farrell, Viggo Mortensen. Oh, I, think, I think the John Krasinski movie is 13 Days, perhaps. <laughs> 13th Warrior? Antonio Banderas? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that. <laughs> 13 Days. I don't know. I that. think that's what it's called. I don't know. 13 something. Doesn't only 13 ghosts, too? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> 13, man. Wasn't that that movie with Jim Carrey called 13? That number movie? I thought that was nine. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. The, the number 23, that's what it's called. That's, oh, the number 23. Yeah, the number 23. It had, it had a three in it. Yeah. All right. And nine <laughs> is the animated thing with the, with the little... Um, Weird little Tim... Yeah, the Tim Burton. Tim Burton-looking creatures. <laughs> <laughs> all right chris where can people find you uh you guys can follow me on twitter at that chris evan zero i'd love it if you guys would also follow the show that i co-host with my buddies phil walsh and Andy caruso over at dc pod or dcu pod on uh i just went blank at the rain just right dc unlimited pod i'm sorry <laughs> on twitter <laughs> 
As always, I prefer. I'd love it if you'd follow this show too at G of the Geeks. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Emmett Davis Seven. Gathering of the Geeks is available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Gathering of the Geeks, and you will find us. Um, and saying all that, I want to thank Eric, Zeddy, Cookie, Phil. I think that was it. Somebody else joined. I thought somebody else did. Maybe not. Nope. Eric, Phil, Zeddy, and Cookie. Thanks so much. And uh, Ian, thanks uh, for watching on this fine Sunday and Monday. Um, and we'll see you guys uh, next week. And saying all that, for Chris and I, Emmett, and we gather on Sundays. We might see you next, next week because it's Father's Day. We'll see how it shakes out. <laughs> all right. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Bye, guys.